Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Today we're going to talk about research as a writer, including the weirdest things we've had to look up and sort of in like under that umbrella, the methods and resources that we've used. Yeah, I think that's a huge, huge topic in the writing community, like all the Facebook groups I'm a part of um, Mm -hmm. to find like beta readers, which if you don't know, a beta reader is basically like an unpaid, like not editor, but an unpaid person like that'll go. It's just like if you give your friend your manuscript to read through and Mm -hmm. give you feedback. Um, And so I've been in a lot of Facebook groups recently with those people and everyone always talks about like the weirdest things they've Googled and like their search history. And as a writer, it's super, um, it's, I don't know, a lot of people talk about it for sure. (laughs) I need to hop in on those. I've been writing in isolation so far. I mean, I did for so long, but like I realized that's really what I needed. And I, I mean, I had like one of my best friends not actually, he wasn't my best friend at all. He was like, we weren't close at all in high school, but he was the only one that's ever read my book, like before I actually like, so he's considered, I consider him like my alpha reader, um, which is like a weird term. I don't even, I think people use that. I don't even know, but I haven't heard it before. Um, but yeah, I think those Facebook groups are, it's so funny because everyone talks about what they research and like the weirdest stuff. Yeah. Well, it's super helpful to talk about, which is yeah. part of why. So you don't feel so horrible for your weird search history. Yeah, or even, like, so ignorant. Like, sometimes when I'm starting to research stuff, I feel mm-hmm. like, oh, I should already know this, or I should be able to make it up, or I, like, worry. This is, writing is one of the things I get the most self-conscious about. I yeah. have crazy imposter syndrome still with writing. Yeah. So that's the reason why I wanted to talk about this, to kind of, from a selfish standpoint, work on that. I agree. I think everyone has imposter syndrome as a writer. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I agree. I think... I think talking about some of the weirdest things you have to do as a writer and getting, I don't know, not that it's like stigmatized, but like removing that stigma of of that. um, Well, process is so important. Yeah. Um, And I'm an artist too. And I feel like I feel slightly more confident as an artist than as a writer. So who knows why that is. But anyways, we're going to talk about some of our weirdest things in front of us. Yeah. So it's super important. So the two books, super, it's super important. The two books that I've kind of written, so I, like, since the whole fan fiction I wrote with Taylor Lautner, that was, like, back in middle school and the beginning of high school, and then mm-hmm. in high school, I wrote basically three novels. Um, one that I'm trying to get published now, um, one that was based on, like, the Taylor Lautner fan fiction that I turned into the Josh Hutcherson fan fiction, mm-hmm. which I now is completely not a fan fiction anymore. It's very, like, it's it's all new characters. And then another one that was about that, like, I really need to flesh out a lot more. Um, so I kind of have like three novels under my belt. Um, but it's taken me years and years to edit them because I started them when I was like 14. Um, Hmm. and I'm 23 now. So, uh, the first one, the one that I'm like, have been working my ass off for the past like three years trying to get published is, um, sci-fi. And that's like, so, it involves so much research. So I'm actually kind of excited to when this one is finally like published or when I'm like, put it down and move on to the one that's just straight up like a romance because there's nothing to like research. I mean, maybe if I hadn't kissed a boy, but luckily I have, um, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think that, I think that for sci-fi, it's so hard because like, you're basically making up what's happening. Like, it's not like it's, and I mean, there's so many tropes that you can be like, this is what an alien looks like based on, like, you can just use the alien from 
the movie Alien, or you could do whatever, like give like different variations. But and there's so many different like tropes of, um, yeah, I don't know, different sci-fi things you can do, but also you can make up so much. Um, but stuff you can't make up is because it, mine is in like an apocalyptic situation, and you can't really make up like how long the power is going to stay on, or like how like yeah you could, but um, it, it would be very unrealistic. So like I basically had like a lot of beta readers and had like an editor that went through and they helped me so much because like certain things, like we basically just decided they were going to have like water power because like hydroelectric power, because like, it's just so hard to <laughs> figure out. Yeah. Cause like the apocalypse, the fact that they're in an apocalypse isn't like the main part of the story. Um, it just happens to be the world around them kind of, but, um, so things like just how long will power stay on? Like how long, I think the main thing I had to research was how long a body took to decompose um, yeah. because there's a lot of different like basically the people um, the people kind of become like unconscious so the main character and one other person are the only people that are still conscious but then there's some people that when they be- when they went unconscious they died because they were in like car wrecks when they mm-hmm. all of a sudden went unconscious and so those people that like aren't basically in comas are actually dead and those bodies had to decompose somehow and I had to figure out how long it took and, like, mm-hmm. random things, like, stuff about guns. I knew nothing about guns. Yes. Absolutely nothing. I didn't even know that, like, my editor, I didn't even know that, like, a sh- um, a thing that comes out of a shotgun is not called a bullet. It's a, whatever the other phrase is. <laughs> it's a buckshot. Buckshot is what it's called. Oh. I didn't even know that. And, like, the one of the characters has a shotgun that he uses. And, like, it's just a lot of different, like, things that could be considered so bad if, like, if somebody if a, if somebody found this on like a school shooter's computer like <laughs> but it's because you have to figure these things out to make it like believable and the average person isn't really going to be but there's always going to be someone that knows everything about whatever topic you're researching about that's yeah. reading your book so you have to pay attention to that kind of stuff i'm um, lucky cuz my brother knows a lot about guns and weapons <laughs> throughout history ooh that's yeah. cool it's very impressive encyclopedic encyclopedic knowledge so that's been useful for me. I still like to Google image search. I Google, I use Google images a lot. Oh, I do too. Definitely. Yeah. Especially when I'm picking out like guns or weapons. I want to know what it looks like. It helps me just having that visual thing to for a description. Because yeah. otherwise like I'll forget. I don't know. Yeah. And I've had to ask Ben like, I, I had to ask him one time about how much blood splatter there would be if someone got <laughs> shot from a certain distance with a certain yeah. type of weapon. That's the good thing about sci-fi too, yeah. is like only really aliens get shot in my, so it's like, you don't, you can just make up how much like, or you just kind of skirt around it. Like you don't have to say how much blood, but unless yeah. you want to. Um, and I write a lot of, or my main project right now is a sort of alternate history type thing. Yeah. So it involves so much research. Yeah, that's insane. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, and I studied art history, which is part of the reason why I wanted to do it. So I know about a lot of stuff, but yeah. I don't know really much about the weapons. Thankfully, I have my brother. I Similar to you, Brenna, I've, um, <laughs> it, when it comes to the dead bodies, that's when you have to really take to Google, because we don't know any, what do you yeah. call those people that work in the morgue? Corn, not corners. Corners are the people. Yeah. Morticians? Maybe. <laughs> Let's just say People that work true. with the dead. I mean, you don't, yeah. But I ended up look, finding this. So one of the things I want to have happen in my story is some hangings because it's a political story mm-hmm. set like in the 18th century. Whenever I hear hangings, I think of the, the scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's definitely So I had to look up. I knew that I wanted people to be, like, hung from this tree a certain amount of days ahead of when... Should I start singing the hanging tree? Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> um, certain amount of time people show up, so I knew how long, but I had no idea, 
like even what immediately happens to the body i sort of like yeah. a vague knowledge i did study like the harlem renaissance and there's a lot of artwork dedicated to lynching history mm-hmm. and kind of all of that stuff but still like that's artwork i don't know how accurate it is and it doesn't get as vivid mm-hmm. so basically i ended up finding this scientific study based on these two different hangings that they found and like the ways the bodies decompose throughout time and like what happened like what swelled up what went away what uh, and it was so gross to look at but i there were pictures and everything and i'm like a vegetarian i'm super queasy but Mm. i wanted to know yeah i mean you kind of have to yeah it's like i think it's tough because it's very like well, like my for my first draft and stuff, I was so young. I just kind of relied on what I saw on TV and stuff. But then you're just, yeah. but then you're like relying on what if they didn't do their research correctly? I mean, it's not like you can count on everything's right on the internet or everything's mm-hmm. right on TV. So, and also another thing is like people think that writers or artists in general are just kind of very like I don't know scatterbrained and very like <laughs> um, they only just they just like scribble on a piece of paper. There's so much research and actual yeah. like academic shit that goes into some of this stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, it's not just the muse. Yeah, exactly, and it's super. Nobody ever talks about it. So painful. Yeah, I was um listening to Dear Hank and John, <laughs> and since they're both writing now, they talk a little bit mm-hmm. more about that. And they said something. Somebody wrote in to ask if they were alone in being like struggling so much with getting a character from one room to another. And then John mentioned a quote. I don't even remember who it's from. But basically, it said that that's the hardest thing to do as a writer is to get a character from one room to another. And that was just so freeing for me to realize because I do get so stuck in little things like that, especially. And I'm thinking of it during this conversation because I... So since it's in the 18th century, my characters use candlelight. Wow. (laughs) Um, So I had to research, like, what kind of candles. I know that they're generally more like from smelly Target. and yeah <laughs> harder to transport and all that stuff but i needed to research like how to light them so i ended up reading a lot about um flint lock i forget even the name of it now but how you use that to light your candle and just thinking I, of flint and steel from minecraft is all i know yeah so i looked at <laughs> yeah. that whole process i found thank That's god crazy. for youtube i found a youtube video where a guy was actually showing how to do it with the flint and steel um, but then I also start to question, because I get so buried in the research, whether or not I even need to fully describe yeah. that whole process. I think it, it really comes down to, like, what you want to describe and if it's important to the story or if it'll yeah. make a good scene. But, like, yeah, no, I think that comes down to just how tough world building is. And it's so oh, important in genre fiction. Like, you can't... I think, for me, like, the reason I loved The Hunger Games so much is because of the world that Suzanne Collins, like, built. Mm-hmm. And it's just so... I mean, and like for, I also really like Divergent. You have bad feelings about it because it is so (laughs) similar to, it's so similar to the Hunger Games, but Divergent was just like Chicago, like it was just like Chicago in 20 years or not 20, but, but it wasn't like, there was not really a world. There's not really a world. Like it's, I think Dauntless was very like appealing to me, like that whole, cause it was like a cave system. I don't know. That was appealing to me, but nothing else felt like very real. And I think that, um, you have to rely on that kind of research if you want to do something that, is that real and like Susan and, Collins does her world building so quickly too yeah they're relatively short books they're very short and they're very to the point and we've talked about that before and we can go yeah. into that again like when we talk about <laughs> books and movies and how they yes what's better and whatever but yeah I mean yeah they're very succinct and very like and she but she does it and she does it very darn well um, my main problem with diversion is somewhat relevant actually okay go um, for it. <laughs> I hate the way she writes pain 
<laughs> I think yeah. it sounds like she's never experienced a day of physical discomfort in her life. <laughs> the way she writes pain is just yeah. ridiculous. And especially, I was reading that when I I had arthritis my freshman year of college. Well, I still have it, but it was uh, not treated at all. So my That was what we were hinting at in our introduction episode, where we were talking yes. about the things we went through. I went through a bunch of anxiety, and we talked about that too. But yeah, and you went through actual physical horrible pain. Yeah, I like couldn't get on the floor by myself or like to yeah. put on my shoes. That's and... why I had to clean all the goddamn time. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't, um, you weren't going to clean anyway. <laughs> I'm Very true. Kidding. I just don't notice the dust I know, as I know. soon as you I'm do. kidding. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I think she. it just did not read as someone who actually had ever experienced yeah. pain. And it just pissed me off, frankly. So, so yeah, I mean, a lot of the research comes from personal experience, too. Yeah. I mean, for you, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I think I would be better than the average bear yeah. at writing pain. I think it's, I mean, we've all experienced pain, but levels, <laughs> yeah. levels are important. Well, and then sort of that whole reaction makes me even more paranoid about research because I want to, especially fighting, I get worried about, like, uh, fighting scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've feel never like been I, in a fight, so. Yeah, I feel like I need to take Taekwondo or something. <laughs> So we should just it. take like a self-defense class maybe that would probably yeah. be super helpful <laughs> oh my gosh a whole bunch of writers should take yeah i think together. stuff that like that so is fun. stuff like that would be so helpful um because yeah it's it's like it's easy to write about high school like yeah. I, re- I read a whole book um i've been basically trying to like just become a better writer and write and read a bunch of like books about writing and i wrote one that was recommended to me by an agent um, that's basically all about writing for young adult audiences. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I, I mean, I started writing my book when I was a young adult. I mean, I still am considered a young adult, but mm-hmm. I'm not like considered in that really genre anymore in terms of my age. Uh, am I? I don't know what, yeah. it's like 14 plus as young adult, isn't it? Yeah. I think I technically know. if there was a story about a 23 year old, it would be classified because it's based on it's, the age of the main yeah. character. Nobody wants a college student in young adult. Like that's not even a thing. Like mm-hmm. I saw somebody posted about that college in the Facebook grad. group. Somebody <laughs> posted about that on a Facebook group. Oh, wow. Yes, I am a college grad, but like nobody wants, apparently nobody wants a college student as in a YA book. That's like more new adult, that like new genre that's coming up. But hmm. But yeah, so I've been into super into like books about how to write better. Um, and one of them was specifically about how to write for young adults. Um, and it was like targeted at adults writing for young adults. So it was like talking about how put yourself in the teenager's perspective. Like, here's how to write like a teenager. Oh my gosh. Don't like put emojis. And it's like, what? Oh, um, so cringy. It, yeah. And I mean, it was the other stuff was super helpful, but it was so obviously written for an adult. But if you think about it, like, I mean, John Green writes amazing young adult. He's not a kid, but we've all yeah. been a kid. Um, and so I think stories like that are very just like set in high school. Like those are Mm -hmm. so much easier to write. I mean, they're not, I don't know if I should say that they're like, it it takes a lot less research probably. It it depends on the story, but it's hard. It's like for genre fiction, there's a lot more research that can go into it. Um, and you can't just rely on your own experiences because I mean, I don't know about you. I've never been in a fist fight. I've never shot a gun. (laughs) Like, um, I've never been to like a shooting range or done anything like that. And so should be kind of fun. I kind of want to do that in my lifetime, but yeah. Also, I, I don't know. A whole we don't need to talk about gun rights right now, but <laughs> but it's just like it's just I don't know. It's certain things obviously require a lot more research, and the st- mm-hmm. and I'm excited to not have to do that for my next story though. <laughs> right. Yeah, it can be nice to take a break. Yeah, yeah. So I have a list that I went and grabbed of um I made this a long time ago <laughs> things to do for research for my my current uh, alternate <laughs> history thing. Uh, camp in a forest on warm days and cool nights and rain. 
so I can experience all the weather types. Yeah, that's great. Uh, this is a very ambitious list, by the way. I don't know how realistic it is, but I wanted to just kind of write down everything. I have no idea what's going, like how it would, yeah, what the experience would be like. Um, live in a cave apartment. There are these uh, underground cities in Turkey that I'm fascinated by and really want to set some sort of story in. So that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. I think the, ca- the camping one's a little more realistic. <laughs> yes. Walk very far for a whole day. Because, <laughs> again, I don't know. If you walked for a whole toll. day, where would you get? Where I would you know. end up in Chapel Hill? South Point? <laughs> yeah, probably. That's the mall. Uh, you'd have to go on 40. No, you wouldn't have to go on 40. You could figure out how to. Yeah, you can get there without going on 40. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's so funny. Horses. <laughs> horses? I've ridden horses before, but I think. Um, I think. When I wrote that, I was thinking sort of the same thing as walk very far for a whole day, like horse ride a distance. Yeah, I mean, I I rode a horse in kindergarten at my crush's birthday party, and mm. then like 10, 12 years later, and that was it. So mm. I've, I've ridden horses like twice, but... Yeah, and part of this... But like trotting too, like just going super slow is not really like... You need the yeah. feeling of like actually using a horse for transportation. <laughs> I mean, I've done that before. It's just been a while. It's been a while, yeah. And I get it. <laughs> not for long distance. No. Um. Let's see what else. Oh, make something electronic out of basic materials because I'm thinking, I'm not sure, I'm at a crossroads right now for this story. Um, I'm starting to think maybe it'll be sort of dystopian Mm -hmm. because I want it to feel like the 18th century, but then eventually I would like it to be, I want there to be these remnants of a more advanced technology having existed previously. Oh, that's so cool. So I want them to be able to find it and use it and that'll... But then I have to research, like, 19th century technology, (laughs) which I've done a bit of, like... Sob. uh, The first recording invention. I think it was Edison. It's, like, on a wax cylinder with bumps. (laughs) My skin. That sounded like uh, something Shane Dawson would say. My skin. <laughs> oh my skin. <laughs> Her laugh is echoey because she's drinking Snapple. I should say I'm drinking Dr. Pepper like Shane, but I don't drink soda. Mm. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Start a fire. That's a good one. That's one that's very realistic. Yeah. Except well, I would Except want... we don't know how to do it. So and maybe I would u- want to use flint. Yeah. And steel. So that might be more difficult. Uh, shoot a gun. An old one. Ugh, like at 18th century. I'm sure there's, so, with everything nowadays, like axe throwing, I'm sure there's something like an yeah, actual. especially North Carolina. Yeah. There's like a long history yeah. of uh, locally made rifles. Yeah, I'm sure there's something like that. Old stuffs. 18th, my dad has a whole book on 18th century oh, rifles. Um, throw a knife in like an actually intelligent and informed way. No, that's good. Wear a corset or any sort of 18th century clothing. I want to know what it's like to exist in that. Yeah. And gather food. <laughs> so that's my little list. Gather berries from... from yeah, but it's... From it's, Weaver Dairy Road. <laughs> it's hard to write something in a different time period. And yeah, I think, honestly, I if I do the thing with having advanced technology exist before, it's going to be even harder because it's not going to be technology like we have. It's going to be that in-between, which is yeah. going to involve even more research. It's going to be MySpace. Oh, that yeah. needs to be researched. Well, <laughs> it won't be MySpace. It'll be more I'm like um, not even phones yet. It'll It's like that weird, yeah. but it's still complicated enough to be hard to understand. I get it, yeah. But I was just thinking for my story, it's it's basically a lot of it is set around a high school, even though it is very sci-fi. They're high school students. And so for the high school, like 
basically the outside is St. Thomas More and the okay. inside is Cardinal Givens. Like that's the way I wrap my oh, right, my brain around it. And so one day I did actually go to like STM and take photos of outside and like, because there's barely any photos online of. Yeah. Um, and so I like took photos just around like where the main things would be in the story. Um, I'm surprised you didn't have photos yeah. that you took like in middle school. I probably did. I just didn't want to go through and find them all. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I just like went around and um, took photos. It was interesting because I just kind of... I don't know just mixed my my two schools together but yeah um yeah i did have i've done a lot more research like than i think thought originally yeah um, you don't realize how much you've really done i know i didn't <laughs> even lot. realize how much i totally forgot about all those wax cylinders <laughs> i watched this another youtube video it's like the edison museum or something they did this special performance a guy playing a guitar mm-hmm. as they recorded it on a cylinder and then played it back immediately oh my god because a lot of the old ones are degraded over time. It does not last well. That's, yeah. But, and it's really simple to me. I also found another YouTube video where a guy made one on God, a plastic thank cup. <laughs> thank God for yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I use YouTube a lot. There's so many things that are, like, preserved on YouTube. Yeah. Like, I watch a lot of old videos about, like, um, theme park history. I'm super into that and, like, Disney history. And so they always show, like, really old commercials about yeah. from, like, Disney and the old footage of Walt Disney talking about Epcot, which is, like, everyone's seen that where he's like, this is the city of tomorrow. And so it's, like, it's just so much stuff is preserved on YouTube. So I think that's a really good resource. You should write a story um, about people that get trapped in an amusement park. Yeah. I know there's um I feel like you already know so much you your research there's a lot of that's true I do know a lot because that's like the content I consume all the time um I think there's a lot of stories like that already yeah I've written I've written but not the Rona Elmore version it's true I have read there's a middle grade series about a girl that works at a theme park that's really cool that I really liked when I was younger um Hmm. but yeah I think that's important too I think Sometimes it's just nice to write about things you know, and then other times it's nice to dive into a whole new world that you just need to yeah. do a lot of research in, but it's just kind of like... I agree. But again, you have to do research for pretty much every story. I don't know a story that you wouldn't have to do at least some research for, at least like, I don't know, yeah. something. I mean, I mean, most of my art history classes I took took place in, or studied yeah. work from the 18th century, so I already knew a lot. And I want there to be printmaking because it's a revolution, and I know a lot about printmaking. Yeah. But even so, all the other stuff, the houses, what it feels like to live in an 18th century house. Like, like that kind of, the feelings kind of, yeah. I mean, you can't get into a head of somebody yeah. from that time period. And I even so. went to Williamsburg recently, and still mm. I have questions. <laughs> and Williamsburg's so immersive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I haven't been there in years. But anyways. Um, I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. Wikipedia is a great resource. Wikipedia is a great resource, and no matter how shamed you were as a child for using it it's at least a great starting off point um, yeah so for valuable. sure so yeah don't be ashamed to use wikipedia definitely and i think i don't know just don't be ashamed of your search history as long as you're not actually doing bad things in real life you're fine <laughs> we should have this uh thing i want this to take off of writers posting screenshots of their search history yeah i think so too i think that would be super helpful for other people to see we should do this when um this episode goes out so when you after you listen to this you should check out our tumblr social Mm -hmm. media and look at our embarrassing search histories and share yours yeah so anyways sounds good to me have a great day thanks for listening (laughs) Bye. bye
Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic. You can email us at nature at gmail.com or use the Ask Me Anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, nature.tumblr.com. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>